Hi, everyone. My name is Scott Stanson. Welcome to the podcast. I've got a special guest today. His name is Jeff Mitchell. I don't know Jeff. I met Jeff really moments before the podcast started, which I'll have here in just a second. Um, I met Jeff through a post he put on LinkedIn. He posted essentially that he was looking for a new job on LinkedIn, but he shared a short story on how he was let go from his company. And, and honestly, I thought it was terrible. It was pathetic the way the company treated him. Um, I've been in the people business for 30 years. And I think it's critically important that we treat everyone well. Companies today have this idea about really culture. They want to sell you on their culture. And the truth is, most of that is fake. The culture of the organization is is what they want you to believe in a marketing pitch. It's more important the character of an organization, the character of the leadership. Because character is how you treat people when no one is watching. Culture is what you want to sell people to join your organization. We've got a great culture. We're family. We're all this stuff. And it's, it's meaningless. The truth is, you either have good character or you're terrible with people. You just treat people badly. No matter what the level, whether you're the executive or whether you're the the maintenance person, everybody should be treated the same, well, extremely well. We're all different people, different geographies, different titles, but everybody should be treated well. Nobody's better than someone else. And I don't care who it is or where you live or what you make or when you treat people badly, how you treat people, it really says a lot about the company. Um, and companies are in business to make money. I get it. And they're ruthless, but that doesn't mean you treat people like shit. So listen to Jeff's story here. And if you need somebody, Jeff is a searching for a job. He's looking for a business development role. If you're, you've got a sales role and you need somebody that's a hunter, that's not afraid to knock on doors. Cause you'll hear in Jeff's story, he literally is not afraid to knock on doors. And that is a tough thing to do in sales. So thanks for coming. Thanks for watching. I appreciate it. And here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have a special guest that I've actually never met before other than the next uh, couple of minutes ago or seconds ago. Uh, Jeff Mitchell is based out of Utah. He is, and Jeff, I'm going to give you a second here to kind of tell me about you, but would you consider yourself a business development rep? Um, how do you classify that? Yeah, SDR, BDR work. That's kind of the realm I've been working in for the last little bit. Okay, so you reach out to businesses um, to sell subscriptions or uh, tell me how that works. Give me a little insight into that. Yeah, as essential SDR, BDR role, um, you're working with all your accounts and then doing cold outreach, um, some warm. It just kind of depends on the day. Um and just selling subscriptions. And th in this case, we were working in the e-commerce space. Um, and that's kind of where my experience uh, started at. And that's kind of where it's been. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty simple. Uh, just get a list of owners, call them up, um, and then just keep running it. <laughs> you, you make it sound simple. So 
I've been in the recruiting industry for 30 years. Um, and when I started in the industry, um, I was calling businesses to sell them on my services. Um, I still do that to a certain extent today. And it's not as easy <laughs> as you say. Um, it is a brutal business. You have to have very thick skin because you're spending a lot of time getting rejection and beaten up. And um, it, uh, you know, you look for that one victory um, and you can walk away and forget the 99 others that slammed the door, uh, the phone on you. And um, were rude or, or frankly, in today's world with, with email, um, never replied back to you or, or the replies went the wrong way. Like they wanted something else or they wanted it for free or it's, yeah. it, it's a tough business. Like I think for myself, I understand and respect, uh, anybody in sales because I know how tough it is. Like it, it you know, you have to be ready for rejection in any moment yeah. and anybody that can do that, Jeff, like I wouldn't skate over the fact that you're whatever the acronyms you're using to call yourself business development, whatever, whatever they call them, you're a true hunter. You're hunting for business. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's kill or be killed most of the time. And I always yeah. say, um, in sales, you, you kind of eat what you kill. Like they don't give you anything. You kind of earn that you bring it to the table. Yeah. Um, and you've got limited experience in that business. So how many, how many you've worked for a couple companies, for shy of a year, but give me, give me a little history on your background. So my background started in just door to door. So I started knocking doors when I was 17, recruited a team, went out the, to Florida and then moved to Omaha after that for the summer. Um, so just knocking doors every day Wow. Um, there. I did uh, some business sales. So everything I did was completely full cycle. Um, so this was kind of a change, but anyways, I'll continue wow. here. Door, so, door to door though. Okay. Yeah. So that's brutal. Like I, yeah. years ago, uh, when I started going to college, I had a team, a door to door team. And okay. we were, we were selling newspaper subscriptions back then. Okay. And it, that's tough. Like that's, it's fun because of the, you know, the camaraderie you're working, it's competitive, yeah. but it's door to door is tough. Like you hear it from people and they're just telling you how it is like they're not yeah. oftentimes they're not kind right it's not it's not sugar-coated nothing is no. um and you're, you're talking to people in the middle of their work days so like while everyone's yep. at their nine to five like you're interrupting yep. that and it's completely cold and oftentimes like for in my case we did pest control so um wow. that was a, a fun summer I love, I love being around all the guys though and stuff. And we work, yeah. we work long days. There's some companies that do like half day type stuff where it's like, okay, they start at like one and then they go to like seven or, or eight. Uh, we would get on the doors before 10, take an hour lunch. And then we would be off the doors around eight thirty nine every, yeah. every day of the summer. And yeah. it was actually kind of funny because it's looking through some of my memories yesterday is the fourth. So, um, and I was knocking doors on the 4th of July, the morning of, so it was like, it's oh, definitely wow. an interesting experience. <laughs> so you're not afraid to work hard. Like, yeah. like there's nothing beneath you. Like it's not, uh, you know, it's, you're not too good for any of this stuff. Like anybody that does that, I know character wise, work ethic wise, like 
you're driven, you're motivated, you're not afraid to get your hands dirty. And uh, it's those are you always have stories when you're doing that type of sales. Well, yeah. And you hear about a lot of turnover in sales yep. and people quitting and things like that. And in our case, like people that knock doors, probably eight out of 10 people that like at least like sign on with a company and like say they're going to go knock, um, they, they quit. And so it was yep. like, they're like 80% turnover, all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you can't, you can't look at a number and then base yourself off that number. But that's kind of my take on sales and, and turnover and things like that. Wow. So that's a, that's a tough way to learn. Like, I think it's a good way to learn. It's a tough way to learn sales. The good part about that is from there, it gets easier. Like (laughs) you're doing it as hard as you can. Yeah, exactly. It gets easier. The, the, the effort that you put in, if you work for other companies, there's a bigger reward often. So, wow. I didn't realize that. I didn't read that in your, in your background, but that that's interesting perspective. That's cool. Yeah, so that's where I, that's where I kind of started, and then I uh, came home from the summer, um, and then I just run some side hustles and things like that. But then my next big gig was a, a business sales job, and we were cold outreaching business owners, whether it was via phone call, email, um, and then we actually went into a lot of businesses. And what we did was the ERC employer retention credits, okay. and we would basically just help the business file, and then we got paid a cut off of it. So did that, um, that was an interesting experience too. Definitely. It felt a little bit like door to door, but the homeowner's never home. <laughs> you have to get a hold of them somehow. Else. But yeah. yeah, that's, that's interesting. Wow. So you've got a, that's a brutal pathway in sales. Yeah. Like yeah. you've, you've, uh, you've earned your keep at most places. You, you know how to get out there and dig. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a grind for sure. Wow. So, okay. So skipping over a few things, Okay. where do you ultimately want to be? Where's your goal? Where do you see yourself? Um, I want to run my own business and mm-hmm. I want to learn a lot of high income skills and, and then use those to build my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, that's, that's my biggest thing. Obviously seeing a, a good promotion path at, at a company is, is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me currently, it's like I want a position where I can grow and grow my personal sales skills and um, kind of widen my experience so that I can understand different industries. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my goal right now. But. So so there's er- all of us have areas of weakness. Right. And you realize that you need to strengthen a few things and build out your business. Like it's you you learn by getting out there and doing it and experiencing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, where are the areas that you really want to focus on? Where do you see yourself growing? Where do you need that filler? Yeah, I I, I really saw a lot of potential in the software space, mm-hmm. um, really understanding the back end of how things work in a business. So that's kind of why I initially went into e-com because everyone, everything that you sell can be sold online. And that's where I do my personal shopping. And that's what I've noticed with everyone else as Amazon has just been blowing up. Um, so that's that's kind of where I want to expand my background still is in the e-commerce um, and software space. Yeah, it's certainly a growing market. And there's a lot of companies that get a lot of funding for, for ideas yeah. and not necessarily good ideas all the time. 
Um, you know, I've worked for and with companies that, you know, back when funding was easy, they'd give funding to everybody. But then, like you, like you've probably realized in your short career, they don't always execute on those things well. Um, they're just, uh, you know, they enjoy the money, they enjoy the show, but it's the execution that they have a hard time with. Right. So if we can kind of dig in a little bit here, you worked for an organization in Utah. And the reason we're acquainted is you put a post that you walked into the office and unfortunately found out you didn't work there anymore. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're willing to share that story, can you give me a little bit of insight, uh, on actually what happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, it was very interesting. I'll just kind of tell it from my perspective from the start. Um, hopped my truck, uh, got on my way to work and just like everybody else on a Monday morning from their nine to five, it was, uh, it was your hustling again there at the last second, uh, walked in the building. We had our first meeting at eight 45 and I walked in at eight 43 ish. <laughs> so had two minutes to spare. So I'm running inside. Um, I'd actually sprained my ankle playing basketball a couple days prior. And so I'm like hopping on like one foot trying to get inside. I get inside and, um, and I look at the front doors and it says office route offices closed. And so I'm like, okay. Um, maybe there's like a water leak or like mm -hmm. there's a maintenance issue upstairs. And so I call my buddy and I'm like, I'm like, Hey dude, the, did you know the offices are closed? And he's like, he's like, dude, what the F? And I was like, it's like, what? And he's like, he's like, yeah, I just, I just got off the phone with, or I just got done talking to our manager. Um, obviously I'm not gonna like say his name or anything, but mm -hmm. got done talking to our manager. And he's like, he's like, yeah, everyone was, everyone on our biz dev team was let go. So I'm sitting there in the office. I'm like walking around with my sprained ankle, like trying to like find out where, where I'm supposed to be. What like can't get upstairs. I'm assuming that my morning meeting has already started. So I think that I'm late. Mm -hmm. um, so I sign into my Slack. I'm like, okay, Slack's not working. And then I sign into my email and then it says like Jeff.Mitchell and then it's like at.com mm -hmm. and then it's like offboarded. And so I'm like, what the hell? Like, what? And so it was just, it just kind of like floored me because I'm like sitting in the office on a Monday morning and they're like yeah you're you're you no longer work for us and i'm like okay so who like, told it, you that like where did that come from it came from my coworker that i called that he showed up to the office too he drove down from salt lake to lehigh um he showed up to the office my manager was there for whatever reason and i think there's like three or four of us that had showed up to the office until that kind of word got around um a lot of people will like work from home for the first half on mondays mm -hmm. or something like that um but yeah, it was it was very interesting that I had to find out from one of my coworkers that I didn't have a job. So the next thing I did is I just called my girlfriend up and I was like, "Hey, like I don't have a job anymore." And she was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> so it was it was honestly a really big shock to me. And this is my first job like in corporate America because everything I did before was mm. 1099 self, you know, propelled work. Yep. Um, so it it didn't like necessarily like. I didn't know like how the process worked mm -hmm. for hiring and firing. So I was like, okay, like, I guess this is just how it is. Um, but I've talked to a lot of people 
And it's like, no, that's not how it should be. Um, but at the end of the day, you're, you know, you're working for someone else and you don't have that, uh, that loyalty of an experience that they have. That, I think that's a terrible experience, Jeff. Like I've worked for companies. I've been on both sides of that. I've let people go. Um, I've been let go with organizations. Um, it's a terrible experience. First of all, it's, it's hard. It's hard to be cut from any company, no matter what the reason is. Okay. Legit, not legit. But to have that type of experience from any organization is pathetic. Like there's, there's no excuse for that. That shows me that the company can't manage people. They can't, they don't have their shit together. Okay. Um, people are of a company's most valuable asset. And if that's how they're treating people, you know, and I think you mentioned in your post that you love the, the culture of the organization. Uh, unfortunately, what, what is really important? Culture is fake. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a marketing term and a, you know, try how, how they want people to think they look, how friendly and family like they are, but it's, it's kind of like you as a candidate or anybody else that is working for a company. It's about character. Like right. what is your character? What do you do when nobody's watching? How do they behave when nobody's watching? And I think from a character standpoint, that's pathetic. It's terrible. It shows you their true heart. It, it shows you that they're, they don't really give a shit about anybody. Um, and even if they were, even if they were in a massive, um, natural disaster, that's not how you handle things. Like that's not how you manage things. That's not how you manage people or process. Well, I first, when I first got into the company, I started working there last November. Um, they, they were just, I was there for like a week and they just laid off a bunch of people. It was like right before Christmas. Mm. And I was like, it was, it was interesting to me. So I was like, okay, well they just did layoffs. So I'm probably like, you know, like I'm chilling, like I'm okay. Um, but then it was like, yeah, you're next, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's so it, it's just terrible. Like, I, first of all, I think it's a terrible experience. It is getting more and more common for companies to just in the end, treat people pathetically. Um, there's no excuse for it. What's going to end up happening is, is it's going to separate. You're not going, if they want to hire you back, let's just say they want to hire you back. Oh, Jeff, we made a mistake. We want to hire you back. You're always going to have in the back of your head. When are they going to shit on me? Like, when is this right. going to happen? They want, right. they need me for something, but when is it going to come to the point where they're just going to throw me out the door? Yeah. Like it's kind of, it's kind of like if you come, you, you, you're, you're living with your girlfriend and you come home and all her shit's gone. Like you, no conversation. It's just gone. And you have to find out yeah. through somebody else that, oh yeah, she moved out. Like that's a yeah. horrible way for anyone to act like employer wise, relationship wise. And I just, when I read that, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Companies are still acting this pathetic in this soft and caring and kind world that we're supposed to be in. Like, it's just, it, it just makes me sick when I read that. And, you know, you're at the beginning of your career. You've got a lot more years 
and you'll never forget this. Like no matter what anybody says to you, you're going to remember, okay, at some point they could toss me out the door um, right. and not even toss you out the door. The door, you got in the door and they weren't even there. Oh yeah. We, you're not there. Like who does that thing? Like from a human resource standpoint, from a people standpoint, it's like the, one of the worst things you can, how you can treat people. Like it's, it, here's what you learned from that experience from my side. You learn how not to treat people really in right. your own business, you know, okay, this hurts. This is terrible. This is what I don't do. It's just, it's just terrible. So the business development side, the business team, um, I'm assuming numbers were down, right? Were numbers down on the business team? So no, it, I no, they weren't. Um, we actually had, we had one of our best revenue, uh, SPG attainment months, I think ever, um, in May. And my manager would say things like we have to prove that there's value in like the biz, the biz dev team and, and things like that. And so it never like crossed my mind, like, Oh, Hey, we're on the chopping block guys. It was like, we were performing, we were hitting our quotas every single month. Um, we had some, we had some dogs on our team too. We had some guys that, that, um, were putting up a lot of, of sets. And I think that from, through the grapevine, I guess, um, people, there's rumors about why, and like, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's all just like a revenue decision. Like, um, they just hired a new CRO, like I think four or five months ago. Um, so that was, I, I think that was the biggest thing that, that kind of changed. Mm. And through the grapevine, I guess there was AEs that were getting a lot of deals from their biz dev reps. And so they'd hop on, you know, a couple calls a month and they were all work from home. And so I guess they just thought that it was making a lot of the AEs lazy because they were getting deals fed to them. Um, and they actually laid off a lot of their, their AE ones, their small, their small account guys, um, which was interesting to me because there's some guys that have been there for like two, three years that were really, really good. Um, and they just, they got the block, they got chopped. And so like, for me, I was there for eight months. So I was like, yeah, it hurts, but there's guys that have like dedicated a ton of time of like going to the promotion path. Mm -hmm. And if you know about route, it's like they are notorious for hiring people lower than like what they were at their other company. Mm -hmm. So if like you're an 83 somewhere else, they're going to hire on like an A1 or two. Um, and so there was, I knew a guy, um, he came on from podium. He was at podium for I think just over a year and he was an AE there and they hired him on as a BDR. Cause he was like, yeah, I'll do it. Like I want the promotion path and I want to work here. So, and then he got chopped and I was talking to him and it was super, super interesting. Cause he's like, I have a family and kids and, and I didn't know this was coming. So now I have to start looking. I didn't have any time to start looking. Um, so he was really frustrated and I can't imagine being in like, someone's shoes like that mm. like being in a position where you have you have other assets you're tied mm -hmm. to like family and, and a house and things like that that are they're eating up a lot of expense already and then just getting the chop so i don't know i, I feel like i got off easy compared to a lot of the guys there so it, it's terrible like it really is terrible so and the reason i asked you about revenue like revenue um it's an easy decision when, okay, you got, everybody's costing money. Like people are a, a line item for companies. People are a cost. But when the, when you're hitting your numbers um, yeah. and there's a correlation between 
uh, teams and people and revenue for the company, it doesn't make any sense to cut people. Like the, the, I always say that tech organizations have a hard time understanding sales um, because they come from an engineering standpoint and they think most of the time they think their product just sells itself. Like we don't really need you, the sales rep. You're too lippy. You're too cocky. You don't know anything about it. You're not an engineer. Um, you, what value do you bring? Like it'll sell itself. Um, and I've, I've worked with organizations that are, and I'll mention one, Segway organization. Um, I was working with them at the beginning um, uh, from a consulting standpoint. And they didn't think they needed a sales organization. They thought this is going to sell itself. No, nothing sells itself. Like it, it just, you, it has to be deliberate. It has to be purposeful. But the fact that you guys were generating revenue just shows how out of touch the organization was with what was going on. And they, um, they, they may have been losing money, but sometimes engineering companies don't want to cut, cut engineering because that's their family. That's how built the organization. Well, that's who they cut in the first round of layoffs was a lot of their engineers. So they overstaffed uh, on the engineering side. Well, then they hired 40 new account executives before they laid us off. And then I think, and then they were firing account executives too. Like there was some AEs there that they got fired. And then I'm pretty sure this is hearsay from some of the management there that the people that they had hired people and then they just they let them go right after other AEs. So it was, it was a little bit bizarre to me. Wow. Um, but yeah, the, and it was interesting because the biz dev team, like all the guys, like we all like, we, we were all, we all lived close. Mm. Um, so we all came into the office. We, and when I say culture, I really just meant like being around those guys mm. yeah. and surrounding myself with them. They were, they were all really good people to be around. And that was kind of the reason why we were making lots of calls and like hitting our numbers is cause we had like two people that were, that were, um, work from home. Okay. And that was it. everybody yeah. else. We, we were in the office, we were grinding together and we were hitting our numbers. And so it was really sad because it's not like we're all remote reps and then they let us go right. and we didn't even know who each other were. Like, they're like, Nope, like we're done. Like you pick up your stuff, um, on an afternoon when no one else is there. Didn't even get to say bye to any of my buddies. So I was like, eh, this kind of sucks. That, that does suck. Like when you're in sales, it's a, it's a, a team effort. Like there's a, there's a sports analogy. There's kind of a, you know, you're in the, you're in the war together. Like you're figuring it out. You're working together. You're helping your coworkers with thing and you're encouraging. And there's that competitive spirit. Like I'm going to beat you this week. Like this month is not yeah. your month. Like I'm going to kill you in sales. Um, like it's that type of, you know, fun, enjoyable. Like when you're going through that kind of grind, you bond with people. Um, and right. I get it. Like to have that just thrown out the door and you didn't get a chance to say, hey, you know, it's been nice working with you. Like that common courtesy. That's just sad. Like, and I, I read from the organization, I read their um, SVP note on that they had to conduct layoffs. Like, Hey, we, as you know, we had to conduct layoffs. Like that. Nothing like, Hey, we're sorry for the way it happened. Like none of that happened. Like, it's just, this is for better of the company. 
Well, if you the the reason they said was economic headwinds, which is you know a, just a generic term right. to say that like hey we're just cutting people. Um, and then they said something about working. They want to work their larger merchants. They want to work with bigger accounts. And a lot of our guys that were on the biz dev team were reaching out to very very large accounts. Um, I knew a guy that got a meeting with Best Buy, yeah. one of the executives there, and then I. That we had lots of big companies that we were reaching out to, um, and so then then they said, "Hey, we're working up, we're working up market. That's what we want to be focusing on because these smaller merchants aren't producing for us because of economic headwinds." So it didn't it kind of didn't make sense because the team that reached out and did that was I, I don't know like that's that's all the information we really got. Like instead of managing the team to go after those type of accounts. And then building a process so you can secure those kind of accounts. They're just, yeah, we're cutting you guys. You don't have the accounts that we want. We were going somewhere else. Like it's, it sounds like excuses. Um, And the people that made the terrible decisions, like any other company, the people that made the terrible decisions in managing the teams and building the teams are not the ones to suffer. It's like, it's you and your, your coworkers who, who went there every morning, who did that grind, just get tossed out, which is, I think that's sad. Like, and it's, it's not a behavior that I think we should put up with. Um, And I don't think we should forget when companies go, oh yeah, yeah, we're good again. Well, you treated people like shit then. Why are you better now? Like you get more money, you get more funding. Well, they're fun. They're funding probably like most tech companies is starting to um, dwindle down and they've made promises that they don't think they can keep. So they're trying to show some financial accountability. It's just, it's a terrible way to do business, like terrible. Yeah. And I, and there's some hearsay, like people think that they might be trying to, to sell the IPO. And I think that that might be why they're just trying to look a lot leaner. Um, Think that could be a reason honestly i've just been trying to wrap my head around it for the last seven to ten days that it's since it's happened and it's weird waking up in the morning and not being like yep. i gotta go into the office or i gotta you know hop on my zoom or whatever you know so. yeah well that's it, it's terrible like it's trying to figure out what did i do wrong like it, it, asking that kind of thing like thinking okay if i would have done something different i'd still be there and don't you know we that's human nature that's how we think of things but don't let it bother you. I think you've got tremendous career ahead of you. You're thinking out of the box. And I think your entrepreneur spirit um, will help you um, get to where you want to be. And you, from our discussion, it certainly sounds like you've got the work ethic and you're not afraid to get out there and just make it happen, grind. And you understand it takes hard work to make uh, turn into success and it doesn't happen overnight. Like, you're not, you're not, you're not privileged in any way you, you, you get it. You understand the grind. Well, yeah. well, well, good. It's great talking to you, Jeff. So is there anything, if you're okay, I'll link your LinkedIn profile, uh, here in this podcast. Um, yeah. anything else that we can use or anybody can learn about you, um, that they can use for, uh, another position or anything you want to say here at the end? Yeah, honestly, like, the grind as a as, as a biz dev rep has been amazing. I'm looking more into like account executive full cycles mm-hmm. roles. 
Um, that's kind of what I've done my whole life until this position I took mm -hmm. just for the experience. Um, so looking into something like that, um, open to any opportunities and meetings, though I don't turn down um, something that, you know, has some potential. So that's kind of it for me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's, it's great talking to you and great talking to you. And I, anything I can do to help you, I will gladly do so. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, man. We'll keep in touch. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast. What do you think about Jeff's story? Is it acceptable behavior on the part of the company or is it pathetic? Um, the character of the organization seems to show through. In all fairness, I did reach out to the company, did reach out to one of their leaders who's posted something on LinkedIn um, about, about what happened to the organization that's currently with the company, and I have not heard back. And I will follow up with a podcast if I do hear from them. But I think, frankly, what Route did to, to Jeff and to obviously other members that were downsized is pathetic. It's terrible. And my guess is they tried to stiff him financially. I didn't ask Jeff those questions, but tell me what you think. And thanks for watching.